2: Well, you got what you wanted, you crazy, ridiculous snow people complaining, complaining, complaining about the lack of snow. Hope you don't crash. I'm just kidding. I'm not that angry about it. It's well, Oh, no, you should hope they well, don't Well, yeah, do I mean, yeah. yeah, I do hope, yeah. I honestly generally hope speaking, you don't crash, yes. I do, yes. The way I said it didn't sound sincere. I do hope you don't crash. Yeah, there you go. Uh, drive time on the air. We'll keep you updated. We'll get the latest from Paul throughout the next hour as, uh, snow coming down here in the twin cities in the, uh, you know, you're on your way to your Valentine's dinner, plan a little extra time on the drive as you, uh, head on over to that. We have no plans tonight. No plans. Is that what happens after you've been together this long? Maybe, maybe so. We are going to talk about love. We, uh, on Wednesdays, do a segment that we call "Jason Talks the Media," and I was trying to find a sex and relationship uh, columnist for uh, Valentine's Day, and we found one. We had to go back a few years, but we found him for "Jason Talks the Media." Our guest today is a friend of mine from a long. We have known each other for almost. Twenty
3: years. At I this was going to say at least twenty.
2: Alexis McInnes wrote a column called Alexis on the Sexes for Vita Men, which was the Star Tribune sort of city pages, yeah, like a
3: free alt weekly arts and entertainment. Pick it up on the racks. Yeah. Uh,
2: Alexis, it's so good to have you here.
3: Thanks for uh, thanks for throwing the tweet out, and I guess I have to <laughs> I have to thank a few people for reminding you that I existed. Well. <laughs>
2: You know, I was wondering if anyone did this today and no one does. Even the Minnesota Daily, the University of Minnesota's paper, right. which for a long time had like a relationship type column. I don't think they have one now.
3: No, I don't think so. Why then. do
2: you why do you think why do you, you know, this type of conversation is so popular for podcasts? It's huge for TikTok commentary. Like people are always looking for relationship advice for sex advice and yet, none of the varied pop, uh, publications in the Twin Cities is uh, touching this. What do you think that's about?
3: Oh, God, I don't know. I guess we can, I mean, do you want to talk Are about... Are we prudes? Is that the problem? No, or? I don't think that's it at all. I think it has more to do with the state of print media, honestly. Mm. You know, I think yeah. that, and, and how people kind of want to consume that stuff. So people do love to consume this stuff in like a you know a podcast format but maybe they don't want to read long form articles anymore or Yeah that's part know. of it right Yeah I mean I I don't no, you know nobody who was doing this back when I was doing it is still doing it either like I used to read other you know sex and dating advice columnists from other papers around the country and I think you know Dan Savage is still on that grind Yeah but yeah but otherwise But he's yeah. about
2: it it's,
3: it's a weirdly dying breed I don't know why
2: Yeah it it just surprises me when you think of the type of information. And and there's something universal about asking for advice because whether you're married if you're married and in a relationship, you sort of like reading about what <laughs> what you don't have to deal with anymore. Sure. <laughs> right? Like I, I it's been so long that I've been in the dating pool that I mean, there were no apps, right? There right. were no, none of that existed. And so what a crazy On one hand, it's crazy. It's so different. On the other hand, like, it's still the same. You're afraid to ask people out. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do in this circumstance. You want to be aggressive, but not too aggressive. All Mm -hmm. of that stuff.
3: Yeah, it's a weird culture now, too, especially with, like, the the apps and the people just struggling and cycling through the apps. I have friends who will use them for a few months, and then they're done. And, you know, they tried to go out on a few dates. They got ghosted 75 to 80% of the time, and then they just give up and... Yeah,
2: that's so crazy to me. The ghosting thing that happens Mm -hmm. so often like that you would go through the trouble because my understanding of how this usually works on the apps is like you kind of have the talking phase where you're like, you know, flirty messages Mm -hmm. back and forth. Yeah. And then someone is like, all right, are we like, are we going out or what are we doing? And then you set up a date and then maybe the person's married. That's why they ghost you. I don't know. (laughs)
3: It's
2: very strange to me. Like, it seems like a lot of work to not get the payoff of the actual date. Alexis McInnes is our guest. Alexis, on the sexes, was the name of the column. Yeah, thanks we-
3: for calling that my old life on Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, are you still on the sexes?
3: No, I guess I'm not. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's... I, I, I still get questions, I guess, obviously. Certainly I wondered not. about that. Certainly not in the same format I used to, but like... There's a there's a Facebook page that's still out there that occasionally I still get messages on. And I think that I I don't know. Maybe I still have it written across my forehead that people still like to ask me questions about stuff.
2: Well, first, how did you how did you end up having this column? Because you you've always said, like, look, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a relationship expert or a sex expert Mm any more than my own experience has been.
3: I think, well, I had a really popular blog, like, back in the mid-late aughts, right, Girl Friday. And then, I mean, you were part of this. We had, like, a nice little community, like, a local community online, too, that, you know, starting with, like, Minspeak.
2: Right, which know. was a, a sort of a, I try to describe that. It's like, a, it's an early version of, like, a Huffington Post or, mm-hmm. but all local.
3: Yeah, all local and all, and we all
2: sort of and- knew each other.
3: Yeah, and that was all user generated content too. So of course there was, you know, an editor and someone who would screen posts, Rex Sorgatz, but um it became kind of a place where a lot of us who had an affinity for writing and blogging would kind of come together. So then I would say my blog Girl Friday kind of took off. Um and you know that's how you and I met right, right? when I was running my when I had my personal uh, personal like a- touch errand service. Right. Um And then, you know, that just gained so much popularity that I got the the offer from Star Tribune to come and help launch Vitamin.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future You will thank you in 2024.
1: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Uh, vitamin is no more, but it was, uh, it was in this sort of heyday in the Twin Cities of, of these... And today we're seeing to a certain degree a different like reemergence of other voices, smaller voices, smaller publications. Mm -hmm. But they tend to be a little more niche, like we're the liberal uh, site focusing on politics or we're uh, trying to come at things from a uh, perspective centering Somali voices. Or you just have sort of very niche publications. Back at that time, it was sort of a like, hey, let's do – you know, let's let's have a general publication but sort of targeted to, you know, I don't know, younger people. Yeah, uh,
3: it was an age demographic for sure, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it you know, it, it was all, it was stuff that, um, you know, was maybe too small to put in the Star Tribune arts and entertainment right, section. Right, right.
2: So, uh, I went back through some of these old columns. Oh, boy. And here from 2014, 10 years ago, how to ask someone out Uh, online, (laughs) which is sort of funny. It was like how the question was about how do I ask somebody out on Facebook, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: which is still like, I don't know, all these things are the same. Don't you ever think about that? If you think back on some of the, you know, some of the columns that you wrote about, I I think a lot of these questions still would would fly.
3: Yeah, probably. I mean, those are kind of nine hazy years there, so I don't know what I answered <laughs> um, for that person. Yeah. But uh,
2: When you look at the relationship world right now, I don't know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like today, people seem more willing to talk about types of relationships that are outside of the typical kind of monogamous man-woman. Sure. Ten years ago when you were writing about this, would, would you... Would you have guessed that we'd be in a spot where like one of the big books right now on the New York Times bestsellers list is uh, an exploration of open marriages? Mm, mm-hmm. It's just been interesting how the culture has sort of moved. And I don't know, like, were we always that curious and open And maybe we're just less willing to talk about it.
3: I think that's exactly it. I think that there we've always we're we've always. I'm looking at people in this room. We've always been part of a subculture, but whether or not we've been, you know, open about it is another story. I think that because of you know more and more people have gotten online. I'm going to sound really old here for a second, but (laughs) over the last like 20 years of more and more people have gotten online and engaged with online communities. um, People. Have become more open and felt more comfortable talking about things that were normally behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there is the dark side of that too. So you know,
2: true. Yeah. Alexis McKinnis is our guest. If you have a, if you have a question, fire away. <laughs> Text in six five one four six one nine two two six. I'll. I, I want to revisit this column. I am making a first impression. Okay. And we'll do that as well as uh, putting you through our uh, Jason talks the media. A lightning round, and right. we'll find out what you're up to now. So all of that as we continue on a Valentine's Day drive time with to Russia here on CCO. Love songs on this Valentine's Day, love on the mind with our Jason talks the media guest Alexis McInnes used to write an advice column for Vitamin. We do. We do have a, a couple questions coming in. Are oh, you Are you right. ready? Okay. This person would like. Advice for a 64-year-old, so a little older in life, who wants to find love again. There's no way I'm doing dating apps. The only thing I think I could consider would be, you know, some of the, like the matchmaker. We're actually going to have a
3: matchmaker on next hour. That's awesome.
2: Um, Like, what, what do you think? It's... It's got to be harder a little later in life, right? Like, where do you go to meet people who are also single? How do you get back out there when when you
3: want to? All right. So here's, like, the darkest thought that I ever have on a regular basis, right? You ready? Yeah. Uh, the darkest I'm afraid. Thought, but... The darkest thought is, what if something happens to my boyfriend or what if something mm. terrible happens in our relationship and I have to be without him again? Oh, yeah. Um, if you have to you get know. back out there, yeah. right? And I am right... I'm right there with you. Man. Scary, like, right? Yeah. Like, I can't... The, the apps, no. I know a lot about them. I Obviously, we were talking about I have friends that use them. I've set up and created profiles for my friends on their dating apps, but they do terrify me, and I think that... Yeah. So I completely relate to just being like, no, I don't want to go on I know.
2: the know. It's a little scary to think about, like... I mean, for me, I think if something terrible happened... Uh, to Alyssa, which would be like her wising up and realizing she could do right, exactly. much, much better than right. this. Uh, <laughs> I would just turn this show into like my own app. It would just be three hours of me probably finding other, you know, sixty-four-year-olds who want to go out on a date with me, perhaps.
3: Yeah. <laughs> my advice is to just focus on your interests. I and mean, Volunteer. As, yeah. Hobbies. I mean, the 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 sage advice oldest time is, is still the right way to go. It's just focus on the things that you want to do, the things that excite you, the things you have fun doing. Um, even if it's just, you know, finding a subreddit dedicated to the weirdest TV show that you're into, you probably will end up talking to somebody at some point that.
2: Next question. I'm a 27-year-old guy who recently got out of a nine-year relationship. I'm having many panic attacks about meeting women. I've been getting out and about, trying to do my best, but how do I approach that cute girl at the bar? I feel like I have to come up with an awesome first statement or be something unforgettable. How do women like to be approached?
3: I cannot speak for the entire other half of the population, (laughs) but... um I think this person is right. I, you do kind of have to have – you have to have something. You got to have something over what everybody else has, whether that's uh, maybe you're wearing a cool jacket um, mm-hmm. that looks a little bit different than what somebody else is wearing or, you know. I'd stay away from the cheesier lines out there, but
2: – The cheesy line. Do cheesy lines work? Charlie okay. do cheesy lines work?
3: Okay, again, I see. If say they're like, followed
0: up by something yeah. sincere. Uh, yeah, I think it's a it's an icebreaker more than it is like a real line, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh, haha, you know, I I have a sense of humor, but then also how are you? You want a drink?"
3: Mhm.
0: And then you start chatting.
3: Yeah, give me offer me something for free and I will talk to you probably, <laughs> you know. That is
2: that the oldest trick in the book is buying someone a drink.
3: Always works. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: I mean, at least it's an entree point, right? Like, it's not always going to work, but you get a shot then.
3: Right, exactly. You, you're, you're having a conversation. At least you're trying to have a conversation. You're starting a conversation.
2: One texter says, be 100% genuine, nothing fakey or phony. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If that's good advice, right?
3: Yeah, that would definitely fly with me.
2: First Avenue has worked for me for 40 years, this texter says. Get out there and dance. That's probably good advice. If you if you enjoy live music, just get out there. Don't be afraid to go by yourself.
3: I absolutely dated someone for a length of time that I met at a show at First Ave. that I went to by myself. Yeah, yeah.
2: How young? How much younger than you was this guy?
3: Okay, all right.
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of questions you get when I've known you for a long yeah, time.
3: Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was probably ten years younger than <laughs> I was. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, we
2: all have a type. Uh, Alexis McInnes <laughs> is our guest. Uh, time for the Jason Talks the Media lightning round. Are you ready for this?
3: I think I am.
2: It's very dramatic. Alexis McKinnis, Name your favorite lake.
3: Ooh, uh, Worth Lake.
2: Minneapolis. That's a good one.
3: I, Un- live, I live eight <laughs> blocks away from it. Unusual
2: answer. You may be the first to say that. Minneapolis or St. Paul?
3: Uh, Minneapolis, born and raised.
2: Toilet paper, over or under?
3: Um, Over. Mm. I, yeah, I know. I just was thinking, yeah. I, I think that's just,
2: correct. Most people uh, yeah. say over.
3: No, I was thinking today about this. Th- I was thinking about the things that annoy my boyfriend that I do. Oh. Um, just in the context of Valentine's Day and trying right. to be a better person. And one of the things that I do that I'm pretty sure drives him crazy is I don't reinstall the toilet paper roll ever. I just set it <laughs> on the dispenser. <laughs> uh. And he hasn't said anything about it in quite a long time, but I do think that bothers him. So the correct answer to over and under is neither. Neither. Honestly. You just rest it just, on the
2: thing? <laughs> it Is there. it that much work for you to take apart? <laughs> The toilet paper roll? It's
3: not that. It's, I think it's honestly, there's a bit of laziness there, but it's yeah. because I don't want to walk the core roll all the way to the back oh. door where the recycling is. I,
2: I have to confess that today it was getting down to it. You know, you could tell it was almost over. Mm-hmm. And I intentionally was very conservative in the amount of toilet paper that I used.
1: <laughs> like, I'm
2: not, I'm not finishing it up. I'm not yeah. finishing it up. Right. Uh, Alexis, we have to do a CBS News update, but tell everyone quickly where you're working
3: now. Uh, I work for a local uh, indigenous food sovereignty nonprofit called North American Traditional Indigenous Food Systems or awesome. Natives.
2: Awesome. Go, go check it out at uh, Midtown Global Market. CBS News Update.